Hey guys, really excited to bring you this latest Tom Talk. This is actually a real dream come true for me. And I'm sure you'll be able to see me trying to contain my happiness and excitement. I've always been a huge, huge fan of DJ Premier from the legendary Gangstar. And he was kind enough to join me for this one. Uh, I mean, I took like, I had all notes of questions, everything I wanted to ask. It was a total nerd out fest for me and I loved it. And I, I thank him for doing it. I hope you enjoy my talk with the legendary DJ Premier. This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone love into this. Your mama in the fucking stand! Primo, thank you so much. This is a huge honor. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Let's begin, I guess, with just saying uh, thank you and welcome. And where are you right now? Are you in New York right now? Yeah, I'm in my in my studio, my recording studio here in New York. Uh, is the uh, governor going to shut that down, or are you allowed to uh, leave if you want? I mean, the, even when the the day that it hit and everything was shut down, we were just sneaking in our lab and and just yeah. and just working. And you know, when you're in the lab cooking music and stuff, you're you're pretty much here almost 24 hours a day. Yeah, I bet. Uh, just not moving around and uh thank goodness we have a restaurant that's upstairs nice an italian restaurant and yeah. and they, they they were making this food every day so you know the, it was beautiful so you're still grinding out there all like you're just in the in the studio making music all the time all the time and yeah. through throughout quarantine because when i we were mm -hmm. texting you said you were working on multiple albums and stuff you're really you're yeah. on it man yeah 100 percent. i mean it's an addiction, you know, everybody got, some people use drugs, pills, yeah. coke. Yeah. I use music as my addiction. It's like if I'm not in the studio making something, it feels weird to be home. Yeah, that, see, that was one of the, the worst parts of this whole year as a comedian was that's, you know, that's my addiction, right? And there yeah. was, there's been this long period where they're like, well, you just can't do it. Like there's, Yeah, the drive-through thing y'all did was dope. The drive, the, Yeah, thanks. The drive-through was fun, but that's pretty, like it's really a thing to put one of those together. You know, we're so used to uh, I bet. take, we take it for granted, but like you could just go to a club, get on stage and you're doing it, you know? So yeah. that shit. Has but it, been... was, it, it was a good alternative though. And, and, and in the, in the circumstance, that's the problem with most people. They don't know how to find a way. And it's like, there's always a way to find a way. Yes. You're right about that. There's always a way. And now I'm doing like, I don't know, I'm traveling to the places that allow it, you know? So I did, I yeah. did Huntsville, Alabama last week just to, do wow. six shows. I mean, just to, to get on stage, man. But there's so much I want to ask you. And I'm, I apologize in advance. If you're like, man, I've heard that question a million times. I just got to hear it myself. So I apologize. Yeah, but it's, it's coming from you. So uh, the fact that I'm a fan of your comedy and, and, and your, your podcast and everything, your wife is funny. Christina, shout to her. Your mom is hilarious. Thanks. When y'all speak Spanish. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I didn't even know you spoke Spanish. I didn't even know your mother was Latina. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like even on a on a uh, on a ball, when you talked about how your mom is festive for Christmas, and you asking about all her pets dying and how she, you know, what are you gonna do when they die? She's like, I hope we all die at the same time. Pops love watching black people on the carnival boat. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, those are all those are all truth stories, and uh, yeah, she's a wild one, man. My mom is is yeah. something else. She is something else. Yeah. I want to ask about it's, for a second, because, you know, for me, um, whatever circumstance and however it happened, I just I fell in love with hip hop at a young age, you know, and it was I remember um, 
the late 80s, early 90s being, you know, I was born in 79. So that's kind of a pivotal time when you start identifying with a, a music, you know, like you're, you're, right, you're right. you know, 9, 10, 11. It's like that's when you get some money to go buy a tape or whatever you like. And yeah. and hip hop really was something that, you know, I, I just I just took to and it's been a love ever since. And I'm 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 completely you know, you go through my phone and if you go through my old CD binders and stuff, it's all hip hop, you know. Um, yeah. But what what's funny to me was like one of the things is I've always at that age, at least associated you and Gangstar with New York. Right. Like that's right. That's a I think most people that listen and, and maybe don't know yet. They're like, oh, that's a, that's a, those guys are New York guys, New York sound. But mm -hmm. I find it you know interesting that your origins are Texas. And I just yeah. wanted to know. Like, do you feel like Texas had an influence on you and as an artist? Oh, in a major way, because I always say that even with hip hop, like how I'm 54 and still bang out the boom bap style, mm -hmm. you know, what they call it is uh, shout to Karis one. Um, that style, I don't never want to abandon because it's reminiscent of how it sounded when I was being raised on it, you know, in my era, I'm. I'm uh, one of my uh, uh, th uh, 13 years older than you because mm -hmm. uh, I was born in 66. You're just 79, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> with that said, I got to see it develop from the very beginning, even though it was in New York because my grandfather lived in New York and my mother was from Baltimore. So every summer we would always stay at my, my mom's house to visit her, her family. We would drive to North Carolina and South Carolina to see my dad's family in, in, in Raleigh and some to South Carolina. And then we go to New York as this final stop every summer. So for me as a kid, it was like, wow, man, they're stealing bikes. They're stealing the tires on the bikes. Yeah. This, this, I want to I steal a bike, you know, like yeah. the, the, as a kid, it's, it's like fun shit. Sure. So yeah. to be used to it all the way up until my teens, once you get to your teenage years, you're like, well, I don't really want to go with my parents anymore. I just want to hang with my grandfather because we he was a baseball fanatic, loved the Yankees, and I used to go see the Yankees with him. He's and I'm into sports as, as well. So um, we always just caught games. And, you know, again, I'm the only only boy in my family. I have all sisters, which we're extremely tight. But And they're also sports buffs, know this shit. My mother know, knew her shit. God bless her. I buried her in June. But uh, but but she uh, everybody plays played sports and no sports. So with that. As, as I got around 13, I was like, can I go to New York without y'all? And, you know, because it's always where I got to be chaperoned by y'all. And now I'm at an age where I want to kind of, you know, move around on my own. And I had made so many friends from coming every summer. And some of my friends there, their relatives lived in the same block as us in Texas, coincidentally. So oh, wow. that was even, yeah, yeah. Shout to Scott Wood um, and the whole Wood family that they, they would come visit us. So now when I go to New York, I'm hanging with him and he lived on the, on the west side of, of the city and he would show me around because now I can hang with friends and go get, get into a little mischief here and there. So by the time the hip hop uh, bug got to me, I was like, I only have about a year. I had 18 credits left in college and I said, you know what, I don't want to graduate and then see if I can get a record deal and then come back and, and if I don't get it, 
I, I now I got to look for a job, but I let a good year pass by where I graduated with no job or any plan. I didn't have a plan going to New York either. I just knew that my gut kept saying, go now and see if you can get a deal. And if you can't, you come back and finish school, but you came back to that because a lot of people that are from my town, which is called Prairie View, it's right outside of Houston. Right. Um, uh, uh, it's like 45 minutes, but the thing is, you used to hear the rumblings of people that graduated and moved on and moved to a different city or whatever to get that thing going. And they didn't make it, make it. And they came back and just worked at the, at the college that we, that I went to yeah. where my father worked. And you always hear the rumblings like, ah, they didn't make it in what they did. And that doesn't mean that that's a bad thing, but I didn't want that rumbling about me. So I right. said, if I don't make it, let me at least know that if I don't make it, I'm going straight back to school. So I was like, Oh, well, I don't know if he graduated or not, but yeah. He's in school. Yeah. So I said, let's go now. My father was like, you have no plan. What are you going to do? I said, trust me. My gut says it's time to go. I'm going to be all right. I'm going to make it. And, and I believe that. And that that's amazing in and of itself. When you went, when you made that decision, like how confident were you in your skill set? Because you're you're pretty young, right? I mean, you're 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 in yeah. you're in college and also mm-hmm. the art form like you're part of it developing. You know, like that's still yeah. early on, right? That's early eighties. Uh, uh, yeah, um, 80, 87 was when I went went to shop my demo. Didn't get it. All of them got returned. Eighty eight is when uh, Guru heard my demo, and, and that's how I got into Gangstar. And then, okay, so he heard, he heard your demo, and then yeah, and then was it an immediate thing? I was in a different group. We were originally called MCs in Control. Shout to Top Ski. Shout to Sugar Pop and shout to Styly T. That was the crew. And uh, we're still all friends to this day and everything. We still check on each other, make sure everybody's all right. But at the time, we all went to school together. I was one of the DJs there. I got to shout out RP Cola, like the soda, uh-huh. RC Cola. Yeah. He, he, but, but his name is Randy Pettis. That was, is Randy Pettis. Excuse, excuse me. So uh, Randy was R, RP Cola he could scratch and cut his ass off and I ain't have a mixer with a crossfade. I had the knobs, which was the early stage of cutting and scratching anyway yeah. with, with mixers. So uh, I used to ask him what he, he's, he was like my competition with uh, another uh, crew and I got to shout them out too. One of them passed away. Uh, Daryl Tapscott, Tony Tapscott and Chris Garrett. They were uh, me and Chris went to school at the high school together and Tony and Daryl actually, but they, they were older. Chris was in my class, but uh we were the rivals in my town on every party, every gig. It's, it's like, who's getting the gig, me or, or them? And I also got to shout out Theodore Archer, who was my partner, who also passed away. Uh, um, and uh, so when it came down to that, an RP would kind of freelance and just either DJ with me or DJ with Chris. And I was like, man, I got to get that guy to show me how to do all the, the cutting and everything. He was always cutting up Houdini, uh, Five Minutes of Funk. And, and he had the felt pads. And I was like, man, somebody in Texas knows how to cut like that. Cause I'd never seen a DJ do all that. I knew how to blend. Uh-huh. I was real quick with, with blending and quick mixing. I didn't know how to scratch and cut yet. How, so, how long, like, cause when you see that, like when you see people who are skilled do it and you know, you're seeing that guy do it. How, how much of a, um, of like of a learning process is it? I mean, you obviously already like are inclined you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you're 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 doing you're blending and you're you're doing everything with records. But like when you're learning how to scratch, was it immediate? Or did you like once? Very, just- very yeah, very immediate. Just out of excitement. Like, yeah. Wow. Because watching him, I can you know I'm very good at just taking it all in. Yeah. 
I'm better at a crash course. Like I could study for a test and not have studied at all. Yeah. Go through it that night and literally pass the whole thing. Right. I haven't, I haven't memorized. By the way, I want to just point out something that you, cause you've been, you know, you shouted out a bunch of people. I noticed something Mm -hmm. about like your Instagram because I've, I've followed your on Instagram for a long time before we even like uh, we're messaging back and forth. Um, and that is that you really, man, like it's definitely, it's part of who you are. You always acknowledge people. Like you're always, you're always remembering, like shouting out anniversaries of records, singles, albums. You're always honoring people's birthdays and, and acknowledging people who have passed away. And yeah. like, it's, um, it's funny that it's, it's kind of like, it strikes you as you're like, oh, I don't even know anybody who does this. You're the only guy I know. Right. There's so, other ones in our, from our cloth. Um, and there's certain ones I'll see and go, oh, damn, that's right. Today is their birthday. And I'll forget. And these are all from your memory? No, 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 no. Well, a lot of them I'll put in my calendar. Oh, okay. I was like, Jesus, man. My... <laughs> now I'll put it in my calendar on my phone and it'll alert me that that's that day. But it's a really you know? like, it's a really like nice, kind hearted thing. It's how it strikes me. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're always, you know, and I think, I mean, part of, you know, someone's, uh, uh, probably, perspective of like a superstar hip-hop producer is not that like he would spend the time to post about all these people and it's like it's kind of refreshing man oh damn that's dope yeah i'm grateful on a different level because new york accepted me when it was not easy to get in you know i I, willie d and scarface always talk about their that trek to New York when they got booed by the whole I remember town. that. They said yeah, they did a show and they and it took uh it took the, new music seminar. Yeah, and yeah, they said the there. boo they got booed the hell off and then it took uh mine mine playing tricks on me to I'm come playing back. tricks, yep. Yep, to like to everybody to, you know, cheer Yeah, on. I, I saw them I saw them open up for Ice Cube was headlining the Apollo, which is not easy to do and but you know, America Most Wanted was popping. And Coogee Rap and Polo opened up, and and, and uh, Ghetto Boys opened up first. And uh, the Apollo does an early show at seven, and another one at eleven. The sevens for the kids and mom and mom and daddy yeah. and all that. Once they leave, the thugs, the wild, yeah. the, the the scariest amount of people fill up the Apollo, and you can feel the energy. You better be on point. But they're there for the music, and I'm telling you. That 11 o'clock show is no joke. And the crazy thing is the 7 o'clock show was dope. And to see everybody singing along with the Ghetto Boys made me feel so good. They were the dressing room I chilled in, uh, even though Ice Cube and I I have been friends for years. They were the ones I chilled with um, backstage because we we were homies. And actually, my MC, Top Ski, used to beatbox for Willie D in battles at this club called the Rhinestone Wrangler, which was our... Our, our hip hop club back in the eighties, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, shout out to all them recipes to Bill Bushwick Bill, and and again, a lot of these people I say rest in peace to were people we were running, running contact with, and all were from the same nineties era predominantly. So all of us saw each other in the same clubs everywhere on every week. Was it by the way? Because you know there was like, obviously there's that point where um, shit got wild for a minute where it was everything was like east coast west coast and you you know there was real violence happening and people calling mm-hmm. each other out like in that era did you run into problems like was that something that you know walking into a club you'd see people that are you know whatever other coast or 
Was it something that it, it hit you? Like were people Nah, were- because because we were cool with both sides and uh and honestly that that really truly was a media thing. Like like really? the, the the violence and everything that went down with the whole East West thing had nothing to do with the music. That had to do with individuals having issues with individuals. So, but even though they, gonna, the music is going to be blended into the, 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 you know, the, it wasn't clickbait then, but it's definitely going to be the headline of the paper uh, before digital age. But that we were, it, it, that's what it is. If you're cool with the East and on the West with everybody, even they had drama with another artist, we were still, you know, given full passes and, and love and respect. There was never no, well, you're from that side too. So it, it counts when you come to our town. You know, I check, you know how they say check in and all that. Some yeah. artists have to check in. Our check in is different because uh, again, we have a relationship where it's just checking on, on guys. You know, I can call Dre, Hey man, I'm coming to town. And he's, you know, and he's like, come on through man. I'm in the lab. And you know, I, I can call, I can call dub C I can call Q, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even, even Cube Security, you know, I can say, yo, I'm in town and, and they're, they're thorough dudes. Yeah. And I can, and, and they're going to be like, yeah, come on down. I got you. Well, so, yeah, you're but, fucking you know. royalty, man. Like, who's going to be like, no, thanks. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it. <laughs> so. Yeah, but we've had our squabs and, and our deaths and everything as well. Of course. Just, Have you, you ever know, had we, studio sessions, like in all your years of doing this, that you're like, oh my, like, because, you know, there's all, there's famous stories. And um, I mean, I even I remember listening to an interview with Dre one time where he was like, man, dude's coming in talking about how many people they shot and shit and like, get the fuck out of here, which I'm, I can feel how that could fuck with your energy. If you're trying to, like, be creative, right. someone was like, you know, I shot someone. And you're like, God damn, man. <laughs> like, so honestly, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. No, no, just I just <clears throat> wonder if like if that aggression is around you or or, or I don't know, things can, you know, uh, there was a story uh, Rakim told about that he would keep Rottweilers in the cage in the studio. And if somebody got out of pocket, he'd open the cage. I was like, that seems like a, <laughs> like an intense working environment. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that. You like that? Yeah, we, 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 we've definitely had, had uh, a studio fights and all you hear is ba-doom, 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 and, yeah. all, and all the rumbling, what the fuck's going on in there? Yeah. Obviously, we were not 20s then. So, sure. But you know, we've, we've, had, we've had the typical fights. Um, we used to be on blocks where it's just drug central heroin, heroin blocks and stuff like that. Just, just really crazy shit. And you are certain artists, uh, would actually be like, I don't want to come to your studio cause I'm, I'm not comfortable because of where you're located. You know? Oh really? And I'm like, like, but you're in hip hop and you're, you're doing street music. Yeah. What afraid of? What are you afraid of? But you've had bring people- your goons, bring-, <laughs> yeah. bring your goons because goons respect other goons when there's a certain line of, of, of energy that they, that, that we bring on both sides. That, yeah. that it, it turns out being, we roll dice, we play pool, yeah. you know, and, and talk and just talk shit, barbershop talk, yeah. you know, and, and talk and guess who's coming home from jail. Guess who's locked up and guess who just got t- 10 years. It becomes normal in our culture because yeah. it just is. Yeah. So it, it doesn't even phase you. Uh, when people were scared of neighborhoods, was this like, in the 80s and 90s or even now you're saying this is like 92 93 uh 91 yeah a lot of major artists that I what part of town would they be scared of like uptown in in uh, hell's kitchen hell's kitchen uh, okay yeah so which uh everybody doesn't want to go to hell yeah sure <laughs> even though we do devilish things yeah, but. yeah. uh <laughs> so do you remember when when Dwick came out 
um is that when you felt is that the first time you're like where you're like oh we're we are part of you know a big thing happening like is that is that the song that makes you feel like you know it's one thing to get you know signed or whatever and and mm -hmm. we're making music but like when you when you realize that this is playing on everyone's radio and probably yeah. coming out of bars and clubs and everything is is that the one that makes you go like no this is like this is a, now you can tell your dad this is a career like this is i made it is that the one or no um before dwicket i would have to say uh just to get a rep oh just to get a rep um, okay yeah yeah that did real that was in 90 it, the, it, the single video came out in 90 because the uh the 12 inch has 1990 the album came out in 91 but uh, just to get a rep did a lot of justice to all the sound systems because you know I, I, we're from the car stereo era where yeah. so you had that woman system so we made it for the cars we didn't even make it for, for you know obviously we weren't at the level of computers and, and yeah but it's car system so I still have that same mind state when I make my music it has to be for a car or that's, a big, big big radio that's the that's my favorite place to listen to music especially hip hop is like to get to yeah. get something, especially like the kind of music you make, to put it on in the car, blast it, and you know it's head it's head Thanks. bobbing, driving music. Yeah. You know, like that's and the best. That's, that's that's that that's the that's always the the uh, the mo. And uh, Dwick was ninety two, right? So that was daily operation. Take it personal was the single. Dwick was the unreleased B side, but being that it took off, we wanted to add it to daily operation because that that was the era of cassette singles. Uh huh. And 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 uh, they call them singles. And uh, a lot of people were buying our album and complaining, going, "Yo, Dwick's not on here, and I bought your album." Yeah. And uh, but but the cassette singles sold like, like hotcakes. And then we were supposed to stripe it onto the album, and then at the last minute, the the, the label said we're just going to move forward and not stripe it onto the album. But I'm like, "Yeah, you're going to lose sales because everybody's looking for Dwick." Right. So a lot of people wondered why it was on Hard to Earn, which came out in '93, '94. <clears throat> because we wanted to be on one of our albums. So it was mm -hmm. like the next one following. We at that time we were doing an album every year. So we put That's it on wild. there. All those songs. Uh those all of them still slap, man. Like just to get a rep. Like you could if I didn't know if it wasn't like from reference, that I right. you know, I would be like, Yeah, that that's a new hot song. That shit still hits hard, man. Um yeah, shout out to Greg it's Greg Nice and Smooth B. Smooth B, what's up, man? Rest uh, in peace to Smooth's wife, man. She just passed. Oh, uh, man. Keisha, man. Great, great, great woman, man. So love, love to her as well. Um, I got to ask you this. So I know you've been asked this before, but I need to ask you this. So when anybody looks at Illmatic <clears throat> and you look at the team that, that came together to produce it, it's bananas, right? Like you go, yeah. and, and then I heard all this, I always heard stories about, people seeing Nas perform, you know, cause you're, I mean, you know, guys like you, your producer and DJ, obviously you, you know, your ears are open to talented MCs, but like, do you recall seeing him for the first time and just being like, what yeah. the fuck? You know, well, I, at that time when I was uh, like 90, large professor was the one that I used to hang with a lot and go over to when they were uh, the two DJs from uh, <clears throat> from uh, uh, Main Source. Their mother ran the label, so we used to go to their place all the time and hang. And Law Professor showed me so many techniques on on programming beats. And then when they were working on the last few songs, 
He's like, yo, I'm going to do a posse cut because that was the new thing after Marley Ball did the symphony. All of a sudden, everybody's getting two or three guys to do a, a, a cut together, you know, on their album. And I feel like Marley's really set that off on, on that scale uh, when he did the symphony. But uh, um, he said, yo, I'm going to put these new guys on from Queens. And he said, I got this guy named Akinelli. He said, uh, my man, Joe Fatal, who everybody knows Joe Fatal, you know, in that circle. And then he goes, and he said, this dude called the rapper Nas, because a lot of times back then, Queensbridge artists would put the rapper in front of their name, just like Noid is the rapper Noid from from Mob Deep's crew. Okay, and he was the he was the rapper Nas. So, um, <clears throat> he, the day they cut the record, he said, "Y'all want you to hear this and see what you think," and he played me live from the barbecue. So I heard it before it was even on the album. You did. Straight out the lab, yeah, straight from the lab. And when I heard that, I was like, yo, that dude's going to him. Even Akinelli, I said, he's going to blow as well because Akinelli had a dope style. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And next thing you knew, everybody was talking about Nas. Everybody. Everybody. And then everybody. Not, uh, 96, Reasonable Doubt. You, that Like, how long did you know Jay-Z before? Like, you know him, like, years before that? Yeah, I knew Jay probably around 88. Oh, that yeah. far, that far in advance. Mm-hmm. And the, had you in seen the Mars Club? Had you walking the club Mars with the big chain and everything? Yeah. Had you heard him? Because everybody talks about how, you know, the the no pen to paper thing. How he can just mm-hmm. riff off the top of his head. Did you yeah. see that early on and go like this? This is like a gifted dude. Yeah. Well, I saw Biggie do it first. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, Biggie, Biggie, same thing. Uh, they just sit there biggie just sit there and i don't want to say waste hours because whatever it is the energy is what you both respect for the artists as long as they deliver good 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 shit and he would just sit there drinking bacardi limon and moed and and hennessy and and uh it would just be blunt after blunt after blunt and girls coming in coming in coming in coming in coming in and he and he's always offering you a a little bit of that like oh, you you want to get with her it's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and her and her yeah, yeah that then. sounds like an artist i'd like to meet that's just yeah rest yeah. In peace, biggie. <laughs> yeah and then from there i'm like big it's good you know the session ends in about another two hours he's like oh i'm ready you're like huh he's like yeah, i'm ready and just goes in the booth and does it you're like damn all this time we've been sitting around here even though there was things to occupy the time right man that's see that's unbelievable well, like like that song. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there so, you go. <laughs> so that's that's like um, unbelievable comes together like uh, you know end of a session kind of thing. Like you're like you're saying like you've been in there for hours and he's like, oh yeah, I'll just go throw it on yeah. real quick. And, and and the album was already done because uh, it it was the updated version of the album because um, we, uh, Puffy had done a promo when we were at one of the seminars called the Big Mac because Craig Mac and Biggie is who he signed. So it was like in a Big Mac little container with the burger mm-hmm. and the bun and and the little green paper to look like lettuce. And it was a cassette. So that's why it's called the Big Mac. And, you know, so and you open, it looks like a Big Mac, but there was a cassette in the, instead of the meat, it was, the cassette was in the bun and it was just snippets of Biggie and Craig's album. But Biggie had already given the full versions to all his homies in the hood. But back then, in the 90s, we always wanted our, our team to have a copy so that they could memorize and sing it along with us whenever we are out in the street to yeah. show that our shit is hot, too. That was the thing. Oh, really? Uh, so you're actually saying, yeah. like, memorize this so that it's yeah. like it almost creates like street marketing in a way. Right. You'll know the words. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
And so Puff was like, yo, you can't be giving it out to everybody. It's, now they're going to, it's going to be a leak. Dude. That was when the leakage thing started to even be yeah. a thing. And uh, Big's like, but these are my, these are my friends. And we were the same way. I wanted, if it's 30 of us, all 30, I want them to know it at least two months in advance. You know what I'm saying? But now you're like, no, nah, I can't give it out until, because now even your your own crew will be like, yo, I got the, I got the album already. And, and people are going to be like, or you got it. You got oh, it. Let me get it or let me at least hear it. You know, don't tell nobody, but yeah, so it's like a thing. Hip hop still has that much of a, of a, uh, uh, an anticipation and want, you know. This episode is brought to you by Babbel. And some of you know that I speak pretty good Spanish and I'm always trying to give another language a try. I've really tried to get good at French because I got a D in French in high school. And it sits with me. It's in my head all the time. Um, Babbel is the language learning method designed to get you speaking your new language within weeks with daily 10 to 15 minute lessons. Very digestible. You can definitely do this. You start with words and phrases and then sentences, gradually getting more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations. This is the way to do it. This is like immersion with your app. Babbel has sold over 10 million subscriptions and you can learn a language by going to Babbel too. Right now, Babbel is offering our listeners three months free with the purchase of a three-month subscription with promo code MOM. Visit Babbel.com. Use promo code MOM on your three-month subscription. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Use the promo code MOM, Babbel, language for life. This episode is also brought to you by Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstar. Man, that is awesome. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. You know what looks cool to me? The Colt Snug Tugger, you know what I mean? And also those love dolls, because they don't, they don't do anything but what they're supposed to do. So... They have all types of toys. Toys for men, women, couples, lubes, lotions. They have it all. Who doesn't love this stuff? It enhances your sex life. It's fun. Sex is a good time. You should do things to make it crazier and more fun. Go ahead and enter the offer code YMH at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. Sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy, and six free spicy movies. That's what I'm talking about. Plus free shipping. That's YMH. YMH, offer code YMH at checkout at adamandeve.com. Did you, um, so I, cause I, you know, I'm thinking about like your whole, your catalog, it's so insane. Um, what, like, I imagine that 92, 93 come along. I mean, you're obviously now associated with the biggest acts. What, how, how are people, I, I just think that you'd be, be getting hit up left and right, people asking you for beats, right? Every MC. Be like, Primo, let me get, let me get something. Like, are you just, how did, how did you even filter people out? Like, there's just, there's too uh, many people coming at you. <laughs> it, it varies <clears throat> from so many, so many ways. Cause you'll even have artists that go, man, you work with that person. They're not big and, and, and a large artist. And, you know, I have more stature or whatever. Why would you work with me? It just varies, man. Part of it's just my DJ. I, I, I have what you call a DJ mentality. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so. Um, it could be based on your voice because that's what attracted me to Guru was his voice. 
I never heard a voice like that. So I'm really into voices. You know, certain people can rap their ass off and their vo- vocal style just doesn't grab me. Yeah. And and, and they, they can be nice and not like like their music to a degree. Their voice may not make me want to do a joint for them. You know, so do you it, make it, do, you, do you make beats with artists in mind or is it always just you do? Oh, so you yep, do only only. only yeah. Only. And when it's time to do it, like I don't be like, oh, here I got 20 beats to play. You pick one that you think fits. No, I'm making it for you while you waiting and then it's ready to go. That's why I think they match better because if, especially if I'm a big fan, it's like, oh, I already know what you need. So when and it was going, like, if we go to It's Unbelievable, like with Big, you had that track laid no, out? No. 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 He called me. The album was done. And he called and said, I need one more for the streets. And I'm like, dude, I don't even have time to go in. He's like, come on, Prima, because we were friends uh, almost a year prior because I lived at Branford Marcellus's house, the jazz the jazz musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I lived at Brand. Me and Guru lived at Branford Marcellus's house because he became the uh, music director for the Tonight Show when Jay Leno had just taken over for Johnny Carson. So he was the music director. So he was moving to L.A. His brownstone that he had in, in Brooklyn. He's like, yo, if y'all are looking for a place to live, y'all can take my place and just pay me the rent. I'm going to sell it eventually, but while until I sell it, just pay me the rent and y'all can stay there. We're like, cool, because we met through Spike Lee from doing uh, jazz music for his Mo Better Blues soundtrack. And that's how we got cool with Branford. Branford, um, I mean, so we were on Washington Avenue between Lafayette and Green. Big and them hang on Washington Avenue in Fulton on that corner, everything. And you see in the videos from the old videos mm-hmm. on the corner, and they don't the pull ups and everything. That's the, that's the block that they hang on the reg. And big is always there every, especially on the weekends. So every Friday, Saturday, me, you know, J root, dab, Melika, Suge, we'd always go down to the end of the block and just drink forties and get drunk with big and junior mafia and, and smoke and smoke all the trees that we can smoke oh my God. and just talk about music and whatnot. And he hadn't, didn't even have a deal back then. You know, Puff would pull up in the, in the Lincoln town car. Puff was always advanced on the, the, the new way of, of fly when it came to, you know, we, we were thinking limousines was still the move. It just, he's, he's already yeah, Lincoln yeah. Town Car. He said, "Yeah, this is the new way to get around. You know, the, it's inconspicuous. It's you know, you just pull up, you get out, you have a driver." I was like, "Wow!" And we then that that became the new standard. Then later on, it became the SUV, the black SUVs. Yeah, and that's still a standard. It's so know, funny but, you said you guys were drinking and then just smoking all the trees and just shooting the shit, and then we would all be like, "Oh, that's what we should be doing." So then my friends would be like. <laughs> Let's go buy 40s and roll some blunt and listen to these guys talk about doing it. <laughs> yeah. But but when Big uh, said he needed a track, he goes, yo, j- just anything. I, I I know you could pull one off. So that's why it's just, it's just little stuff. We call them stabs when they're just those short notes. Uh-huh. And that's DJ and producer talk. So he's like, yo, it could be that simple. I started doing that. And he goes, that's dope do different versions of that. So like even on the, the hook, uh-huh. it's in a different pattern. And then when he's rhyming, it, sometimes it goes, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. Big small. Yeah. So, and he was like, that's it. Yeah. Man. He was like, that's it. And he gave me, he gave me the R. Kelly idea to, uh, I got gnats in here in the, in the winter. Um, uh, he um, is the one to say, yo, scratch, uh, unbelievable from, um, your body's calling because that was one of our favorite R. Kelly songs. Oh back yeah, in the day at that time. 
And uh, and I said, it might be out of key, but let me let me do it tomorrow. And I have the, at that time, you couldn't use Serato and pull an MP3. Sure. I had to go find, you find go the get actual the vinyl. Yeah. yeah. And I did it, and it just sounded so in sync. And I, and I mixed the record the same day. And maybe like even three days later, I remember we're driving back to Brooklyn and Hot 97, which is the big station in New York. Yeah. Uh, Flex is playing it, but... I know Biggie always gives his friends the, the shit in advance. I'm hearing it blasting in this other guy's car, and we're, we're trying to pull up to him to see who it is because we think maybe it's one of Biggie's peoples, and and be like, "Oh, yo, what's up? It's somebody we don't know." And I'm like, "Yo, how'd you get that? Because it's only three days later. Yeah, you know, it's not even not album not out yet." He's like, "Who the and fuck goes, are you, yo. man?" <laughs> he said, "Yo, this is on Hot 97 right now." I pull my radio on. I go, oh, shit. And, you know, of course, oh, Premier, what's up, Gangstar? Whatever. But and we got that all the time back then and still do. Uh, but but that was like, wow, it's already moving. And the next thing you knew, that, that, that I remember Puff said, we're going to make that the B-side of, um, of, uh, of Juicy. So we got the streets and we got the radio. And then that, that was the first gold single I ever got in my career. Really? That was the first yep. one? On the wall. Man. I got to ask this, I because I heard this and I was like, this is just bonkers to me. How the fuck does cannabis pass on the devil's pie beat? Who knows? Uh, he, and he hates not talk about it. But it's all good. I mean, he, he's still my homie. But I mean, it was simple. You, you don't like it. And um, I'm one of the few to give the check back. You get you get half up front when you do the job, turn it in, you get the other half. <clears throat> um, I, I gave it back like the next day or a day after once the offices opened and gave it back out of respect for him because I don't want to take your first half of your budget. You can use it or keep it for your pockets. But since it didn't click, it just happened to that D'Angelo called right when cannabis is leaving the lab. And right when he's leaving, he's like, yo, what you come in? D'Angelo had a friendship already. So when he said, what are you up to? I said, man, I'm just leaving. Um, I, me and cannabis worked on something, but uh, he didn't use the beat. And he said, what are you doing with it? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, we just did it. He goes, can I hear it? And I'm like, well, it's not really for a singer to sing on. He goes, come bring it. I'm at Electric Lady at Jimi Hendrix studio. <clears throat> Wait, so he, at, at this point, he hasn't even heard it like over the phone. He's just like, just bring no, it? No, no. Yeah, okay. just bring it. Brought it because I had just cooked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So because because we call him Biss. Biss said I need a driving mean baseline record. I'm going to do this song called Nigonometry. But I mean, that's what that beat is. Yeah. It's called Nigonometry. And uh, and uh, he said, I'm going to do that. And uh, that's what, what I cooked up. And uh, he, we just didn't see eye to eye on, on wow. that being the right track. So when I got to D'Angelo's and played it for him, he just started going, whoa! Oh, I'm going to fucking kill this! And I'm like, you sure? And he's like, yeah. And next thing, and uh, I don't know if people have seen the picture of me, D'Angelo, Alchemist, and Jay Dilla together because Jay Dilla was there recording some drums and Quest Love was there recording some stuff actually for the How Does It Feel record game. And I remember D'Angelo's trainer was there. He had just walked in and said, yo, you ready to work out? And he was like, yeah, uh, give me a couple hours because, and then D'Angelo goes, yo, my first video, I'm going to be naked in it and it's going to be, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm just going to be standing there naked. I was like, word? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then when that video dropped, man. I mean, yeah, I remember that. I mean, that, that was that was a while. Like, that was such a 
crazy choice you know what i mean like to make yeah. it was a statement thing where people were like this dude's naked butt naked singing yeah yeah and, he, and even men that were like oh man want to watch that they're watching it they're like they're watching it they're like you know what? <laughs> you're watching you're watching it <laughs> look, look at this guy this dude hired a trainer for sure uh um, yeah 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 but it's funny yeah. because his reaction is how I, like i reacted to hearing that like right. that's that's a because i i actually you know really like beats even more like i'll listen i'll, I'll just listen to instrumentals because I, mm. I just enjoy them. I mean, I like listening to the yeah. finished record too. But I, but that thing, it, it yeah. just it hits so hard that when I first when I heard that, Biss passed on it. I was like, that doesn't even add up in my head. It's it's such a grimy, just punch you in the face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like head bob. It's just it's a wild thing. Um, yeah, and, and 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 honestly, that's how a lot of us are. You know, that we have a big circle of producers that all respect the. The game a different way uh you know i could always talk to showbiz and alchemists and just you know from knots to um you know just blaze to mr walton evil d to uh man just so many to molly mall and and uh we like the beat first because the yeah. beat is ill the beat is ill you gotta spit some shit yeah so it's about the beat and you know for us you know especially yeah. djs yeah, I mean, I, then, I imagine. I mean, yeah. I mean, I yeah. and I'll I'll listen to just instrumentals all the time because I I love I love the beat. You know, that's yeah, I think yeah. that's what hooked me to to this music are the beats. Mm, I appreciate the fact that you've uh, been been into what we've been doing. It lets me know that we're certified in so many different you know areas of the world. Oh my God, man! I mean, it's it's just well. I, by the way, because you mentioned Dilla, I remembered that I watched a interview one time. It was, it was after he passed and his mom was doing the interview and mm, his, shout to my dukes shout out to her she she said i just it was so funny the way she said it that that uh people would come up uh, hit up dilla and be like hey man let me get um let me get a let me get that beat like they'd hear it and it, he would be mm -hmm. like that's not for you that's right. way too advanced for you. <laughs> but she would say it <laughs> she said that she she was like no 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 you're not appropriate for this right here. Right, right, right. <laughs> Which that I just love. Feel, I love like that. Then nowadays we feel like that with so many artists. You know, it's like uh, I'm glad our era still uh, exists, and the age thing is is actually not even a factor anymore. Because you know, everybody's like, "Oh, when I'm 40, I'm retiring." Shoot, most of the 40 and over are doing the best shit. In in comedy too, by the way, and a hundred percent, not even close. I mean. Yeah. I would say the best comedians are basically 50 or older. It's, it's, mm. uh, you know, that's, that's when they're the best artists. I don't know, man. I mean, it makes, yeah. 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 Do you ever feel, do you, I mean, like, I know this sounds ridiculous asking you this, but di did you ever have, or do you ever have moments feeling like I need to, you know, this, this, there's whatever the sound of today is. I need to morph or change what I'm doing. Like, what does that ever enter your mind, or do you just never. go like a stick? I stick to what I, what I, I want to make. I, yeah, and never, never. I, I can do that. I think it's actually easy, and it's not a diss. Yes. It's just very simple for me to do. It's very reminiscent of the earlier drum machines that that we were raised on. Shout to a, uh, a Manny Fresh. I remember when he said a lot of his style and sound comes from like a Mantronics and, and artists like that. That, that drum machine style. And I love the fact that he paid homage to an artist like Mantronics, who's one of my favorite producers ever in, in hip hop. 
and uh and i'm a huge fan and so for him to recognize that and still be heralded as one of the best producers because manny fresh is one of the best ever as well manny fresh is um yeah, man, just what he did for the whole cash money for you. And and to have such a variety of beats for Wayne and Turk and 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 uh Juvie and and anybody else that yeah. came through that same yeah, yeah, with, with the big Thomas yeah. with, with baby, everything, you know. So um that's that's what it reminds me of. And again, if you're revisiting that style, that that's cool. I choose and and the young generation should have their lane to enjoy what they like. Just like how our parents like, oh, that rap ain't, 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 ain't music. You need to listen to Marvin Gaye. But it's like we all listen to Marvin Gaye because we love that, too. Yeah. But this rap, this rap shit is dope, too, you know. For sure. Now, I know you have probably a million stories about, like, Guru. But do you ever remember, for instance, like, I, w- I was thinking about, like, the first time I heard Mass Appeal. And then mm. I always wanted to know what those moments were. Like, you must have had a thrill to have beats and then play them for him and see his face, right? Like, that had oh, to be... Yeah. Like, do you remember playing that? Because that still is an, in such an insane, iconic beat, you know, Mass Appeal. I mean, Thank I, you. I imagine that, you know, after that came out, everybody was like, what the fuck, man? Give me a beat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and, and I've told the story about how we, we made that uh, to make fun of radio. Really? Because of the whole, the whole little tinky little... We call them Tinkerbell beats, and uh, <clears throat> just that, it sounds like elevator music, you know. <laughs> now you're sitting there just waiting for it to get to your floor and looking at the number thing, mm-hmm. count up and down. And uh, that's what it, that's what it reminded me of as far as the concept. Because with Gangstar, we write the whole album out and stick it on the wall, so he writes every title, uh-huh. sticks it on the wall, and then I just randomly go, I'm gonna work on that one today. Uh, I'm working on this one today. It's not in, in any order. It's just the entire so album written out. It'll say Mass Appeal on the wall. Yeah, and then it'll say our first single. So I'm so I, the singles I do last because I want the single to be fresh when we're turning the album in. Right. See, here's our first single. Just made it last night. This is what we're going with. And the label never gave us a problem with us saying these are our three singles because our deals were usually three singles, you know, three videos, three singles, you know, and then move and then concert, uh, uh, tour support for, for a tour. And then you start another album. That was kind of like the road, the rotation for the first three, um, actually the, 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 the second, third and fourth, cause no more Mr. Nice guy. We call that our resume. Cause I was still just learning how to perfect beats. So we actually were doing it together. Me, uh, our engineer, slow-mo and uh, guru. So the three of us were all meshing the drum machine. Step in the arenas when I, I was like, I, let me take over and really learn how to master making beats. DJ and I got down, let me master beats. And I, I think I got better by daily operation. But that was our routine of, of how we uh, would, you know, circulate the money every, every album. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so uh, w- with that said, uh, with Mass Appeal, that was when the music was starting to get a little more watered down with hip hop. And we felt like, man, it can't go, it, we can't lose the integrity of the sound. Yeah. So he would, like I said, he always writes the album out and has a little description, you know, um, what you want this time about a, an annoying chick. And he'll just, and so that lets me know, make the track match the, the, that concept. And that that's concept. how we've always done every album. Do you have like great memories though of his reaction to something that you're playing for him the first oh, yeah. time? Tell me one. Do you remember one that like you um, check this out and you just press play on this? You know my steez. You know, ah. 
because that was our first single for the moment of truth. And, and your first single is everything. Um, we always like to make sure the core audience that grew up with us and support us from day one get their record, even if we do a royalty with Casey and JoJo or yeah. we do Love Sick or we do X Girl to Next Girl. We make sure the first record is for the streets. Mm-hmm. And that one was just so unique uh, and purposely done. And next thing you know, um, that record did so good for us, man. And I just I knew he would flip out with the with, with the reaction. And not only that, he's a fan of all the other people from a Nas to a Jay to a yeah. Big to a Rakim or a Kane or 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 um you know anybody I would produce outside KRS. And uh even when I do beats for them, I'm still gonna make sure we get hot beats too. Because for one, I'm gonna be on the cover with you, I'm doing yeah. the interviews with you magazines everything with you so we gotta have heat as well so i never would like give them give him less flavor stuff sure. than i gave other artists it's always 100 percent love with every artist including the the you know gangstar so yeah you know my steve's also iconic incredible um do you ever wait is there do you, is was there ever a phone call for guru to you like you gave that to him never never Never, never. People spread rumors about it, like, yeah. oh yeah, and you were giving hot stuff to other artists, and but it, yeah, it, it that's not that's not even how I get down. There was a you know? there's a thing about like your <clears throat> pr- production style where I mean I think the best way like I feel like there's a I can listen to I got to the point where I feel like I could identify that you had made a beat, but it doesn't sound like another one of your beats, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I could go mm-hmm. like Primo made this, but it doesn't, it's not like it sounds like this other song. Absolutely. Which I don't, like, yeah. it's such a unique, you know, thing as an artist to be like, I, yeah. I feel that that's who, who made this, but it's not reminiscent of another song. Yeah. I, I call those my left field beats. Mm-hmm. You know, I just did one for Conway, the machine shot to shot them. Yo, Benny, Hold your head and uh, get get well. Uh, and shout the West Side Gun, um, the whole Griselda uh, BSF and they're, they're so dope. Man. The whole Buffalo scene is now a sound, another a new additional sound to New York. And uh, um, the one on Conway's new album, From King to a God, the, the song, the last song on the album, uh, which another, I hate doing all these shout outs for the for, I, the shout outs for the right reason, but just a sad reason oh. uh, dj shay who's there big guy uh, 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 that that kept the buffalo scene pop and he just passed um, uh right before uh conway's album dropped and uh the song is called nothing less and the emotion of it is just so dope for me as a fan of of him and 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 he even said you know it ain't got to be the hardcore hoodie stuff this time because we've done that before he's like yo the left field shit you do is dope too and, and and it's real mellow but it's just funky i love the survive of the beat and he sprayed it especially after shade pass because he I, I hit him like after the funeral was like yo if you don't want to do it you know go ahead and turn your album and he's like hell no i that since he passed i i got i'm even going deeper on it he said i'm gonna be sent to you in the next couple of days damn and then he sent it yeah yeah i um i was thinking that the first time that i heard something where i was a, i think i was a sophomore in high school where I heard MCs act like they don't know. And like, Oof. and my head turned and I was like, that sounds, <laughs> like in my head, I go like, that sounds like a, uh, like premiere, you know, like I, I, and I didn't, I just didn't know at the time, you know, I just, someone has to like, 
yeah. tell you because I wasn't like searching online or something. I just I heard that and I was like, it sounds like his kind of beat. And I didn't even I didn't have the concept that like a producer works with all these different artists and it started to like make sense to me. And I was like, oh shit, because that <laughs> that song's also, you know, that's an iconic record for sure. Thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, the fact that me and Chris had already worked together on the Return of the Boom Bap heavily, uh, me, him, Showbiz, and Kid Capri. And KRS did some of the beats as well. He makes dope beats. He did Madism for, for fucking uh, Channel I. That's one of the yeah. favorite records. And uh, so he was just like, "Let's get back and do some more." And he said, "I need, I need that first jump off record." And I was that's like, "That's it, man." I mean, yeah. that's you know, whatever. Now, what twenty five years later, that shit's still yeah, man. That's amazing. Yeah, actually, you know, my steez is twenty three years old Wait. as of uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, you post. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Um, mm. do you ever have a, I mean, cause you, you know, you make so many beats and work with so do you ever have a, a record where you're like, you know, it's cool. We did it. We're done. And it surprises you that it became a huge hit. Like you're, you weren't expecting it to take off. Yeah. Uh, Dwick, we knew was going to take off, but it exploded. Right. Yeah, take off and then explosions are different thing. Cause yeah. explosion is just kaboom and then everything disintegrates. But that was, that was one disintegration that that we were so i mean it did so much for us you know what i'm saying and yeah to collab to collab with nice and smooth who not for one of great performers they, they you know greg nice does predominantly all the beats on on all their albums and and he has a dope style that that matches the group same thing yeah. with mop yeah and little fame does a lot of the beats for mop because he, you know, he knows how to make it make it work for them. You know, besides Dr. Period, who's who originated the, the MOP sound. Well, and nice too. Also, is such a unique guy on the mic. I mean, that's his own style completely. Yeah, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What about the opposite of that? Did you ever have a record where you're like, "This is gonna blow up, man," and you were surprised that it didn't commercially succeed? Hmm. I never really think in that fashion, like, yeah, this is going to be hot. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be big. We just let it ride. And if it if it blows a blow and, and goes there, cool. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But because we, we knew we had enough fan base to where our, and our tours have always done good for us. So the fact that our tours made so much did, did not did money and success and even everybody we took with us, we, we, we understood that, um, we have so much involved with with uh, staying consistent. Uh, EPMD was one of the artists that that made us that the first one to ever take us on tour. First of all, is that my phone clicking like that? Um, get out the way. Um, yeah, EPMD was the first artist to take us on tour uh, uh, with Redman and Dos Effects. Yeah. Uh, Father MC and did you uh, dig like Sermon's beats? Where you in, he was like super funky too. Oh He's yeah. Yeah, PMD man, they're they're they're, they're an original. The yeah. name and the music matches them. I always like the music to match the way you look. When you're Eric B and Rakim and you, and you see what they look like yeah. with the music, they match. Yeah, you know, I think me and Guru match our songs. You know, but Mob Deep match their songs. You know, so that's important. You know, Van Halen <laughs> look like the way their songs sound. Exactly. You know, with David, with David Lee Roth and Sammy Hagar. You know, so. I want to ask you something about beat making because I've actually, you know, I've okay. never seen it done. Do you have like, I was thinking about uh, like uh, manifest, right? You got that loop. There's the Miles Davis, Charlie Parker, right? A night in Tunisia. Mm -hmm. the, the, mm -hmm. the song starts. Mm 
and that's that's that loop that's that's used in manifest in your head like i'm just trying to get into like how you actually come up with this shit what the fuck is going on in this guy's head uh <laughs> is that something that you remember a song uh from way back and you you know you you either have that isolated or you wrote it down or is it that you're just listening to records and you hear it and you just stop in that moment you're like what about this or is it both? It's, it's both. Yeah. Sometimes I hear, oh, I know what I can do. Or I, I know something that, that's equivalent to what I'm looking for sound wise. And then the other one is like what we call digging, you know, yeah. it's just Crate digging, digging for records. Through, yeah. And yeah. And just searching and searching. It could take 20 records just to find that sound to go with what's in your head. But it's in my head first. It is in your head and first. Mm -hmm. And in, in that case, in that case specifically, like with Manifest, is that like a song you, you did here is it like, was it in your memory bank as, as like a kid or was it? No, no. The only thing that was in my head was to take heed to the words that I manifest from, from big daddy Kane from the word to the mother. Uh -huh. Cause we were already playing that record in our parties. So I'm very good. I'm, I'm a very good Rolodex of remembering lines from records because DJs, especially battle DJs, they look for lines to, able to scratch in a battle you know mm -hmm. i'll do the such and such and such and such and do this and such and such and such and guru writes a lot of battle lyrics you know like you know i'm a dope mc you know can't rap like me and those lines work in a battle so i have that same ear i'm just not a battle dj i'm better at just scratching and cutting you know with a certain precision that that um that molly Maul influenced me to you know want to be as sharp the way and and what was chosen to cut you know so that's incredible um i gotta ask you this because i i remember this story coming out and i don't even feel like it's fully appreciated i don't think people fully appreciate what you did with one of the best yet with the you know the most recent gangstar album meaning right. like like I, the way that i understood this is that you know, you wanted to do an album. Obviously, Guru has passed. And you hear about the fact that there are all these vocals that you haven't heard yet, right? That yeah, are my, my, man, my manager, Ian. Uh, I told Ian because I just know the guy uh, that had him. Um, I, I just knew based off of how everything ended and I, I used to want—I I used to want to be a detective uh, before I got into music. So I still have that, that mentality where I'm always going. I bet you, he, yeah. he, so, you know, like that's still how I am on it, just everything, even just what's going on in the world today and everything. I, I'm always like, I bet if such and such 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 that will happen to this, you know. Yeah. So I'm still that way. Same thing with this guy. I was like, yo, man, uh, I know he's sitting on something. I know he is, and that was almost nine years later. Uh, and then did it, you get word that he was sitting on something or did somebody go ask? My manager is, is on point. Shout out to Ian. Uh, he, you know, he reached out to the right people and said, you know, what if certain things could be handled, you know, business wise to get our hands on what you might possibly have, you know, and, mm -hmm. and they're like, well, well, how much for the might possibly, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And, it just went back and forth. And plus I have, I'm like, I'm not, I'm willing to go this far, not this far. If it can't, if it goes beyond what I, my numbers, forget it. Yeah. We, our history, our history's made. I'm good, you know, but, but I knew it'd be great for the fans. Of course. For Guru's family, 
to get at least one more record out of him or a few more, you know what I'm saying? Sure. Based off of what, what he what he was sitting on. So then, and then uh, you go you actually have to go verify that these aren't just like yeah. shit that's things you've heard before and, and you're like, oh, I, right. I, I got this. So then you go to like a listening session of, of sorts to verify that, oh, these are all lyrics that I've never heard that are recorded. Yeah, as and long then, as he's not there. Right. Yeah, as long as he's not there. And then, yeah. then dude's not there, but then you agree you acquire these, right? Like you, you buy, mm -hmm. buy them back essentially. And then now you're left with, you have the, these lyrics and you're creating songs. Like you're creating records for, for each one. You have to make a beat, right? Like yeah, based on the match. lyrics there. Dude, it's like that, a remix. It's like a remix. But but because I got to listen to the beats that were on there and they were records I never heard from. from uh, A couple of people came out the woodworks like that was my record and we have the original version. And, you know, if they pr proved us it properly all the way across the board legally, like all right um but we'll we'll deal with, with that that business when we deal with it which is foul because that means they weren't something that they did together they were things that were that were taken when I, obviously when he wasn't uh, he had already passed you know yeah. what i'm saying we were, yeah. where when i started checking dates on the you know thank goodness with, with pro tools if you don't alter the dates from when it's created there's a date created and then there's a date modified the date created were years before that guy existed so sure. I'm like, wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. This is so, like after the album dropped. Right. <laughs> you know, so you're like, I'm like, your detective line is coming yeah. alive again, figuring it out. It's like, it's like I, bought, I bought stolen goods. Man. You know what I'm saying? But fuck it. I got their, their mind now. Paperwork was airtight that, that they belong to me. And, and I said, let me just make it work. And, uh, you know, it was emotional, man. I had his ashes in the room and uh, thanks to his family to give me a little piece. You know, obviously more people have it, but they gave me a little piece that I'm going to give to also to Big Suge because they started Gangstar before me. Um, so I'm going give him, to give him some. And uh, other than that, I just messed around and messed around until I could get it going. And uh, the first one I did was uh, bad. And it was actually the last song on the album. Uh, what's the last song on the album? Um uh, uh oh, man. i have it right I, here let me let me tell you oh <laughs> yeah the uh bless the mic bless the mic okay bless the mic that's the first one i did and i was like wow man it feels good just to hear him rhyming to my music again it sounds like gangstar the traditional sound that we have together and then next thing you know <clears throat> i did um a bad name and i was like that's the like a steez yes you know mass appeal jump off and then my manager was like, yo, I mean, you should get J. Cole to get on a record. And I and uh, Family and Loyalty beat I made. And he was like, you should get him on that. And, you know, and I, I was like, I don't know if Cole's going to hop on it or not. And I reached out to him and he immediately was like, bro, this shit got me fucking bugging. I'm on it. I got you. Man. And he sent back some of the dopest lyrics ever uh, on a Gangstar record. I mean, you, the, the album was a gift to your to your fans, man. It was a, it yeah. was definitely, you know, mm -hmm. it was, a, it was a gift, man. Um, 100%. This episode is also brought to you by Truff. What is better than food? Food with sauce. I mean, all of it. I love eggs with sauce. I love a sandwich with sauce. I love spaghetti with sauce, meat with sauce, everything. Sauce, sauce, sauce. Okay. You ever notice that everything is better with a sauce? Your fries, your wings, your chips. You got to have sauce. Truff, and it's spelled T R U F F 
It is a luxury hot sauce that makes every meal five stars, crafted with a signature blend of red chili, black truffle, organic agave nectar, and savory spices. This stuff is going to knock you out. It is absolutely delicious, silky smooth, just perfectly amount of kick to it. Right now, you can go and see why Truff is the biggest hot sauce on Instagram and TikTok. Get 10% off site-wide when you use the promo code MOM at truff.com. That's 10% off everything, including white Truff VIP box and Truff variety pack. Just in time for the holidays, just shop at truff.com. That's T-R-U-F-F-F as in fantastic.com and use the promo code MOM. Imagine this, you make a list of gifts that you're gonna, buy, you're gonna buy for the holidays and then someone randomly gives you the money to help buy one. Sound good? Well, that's what Honey is doing. They're helping pay for $1 million worth of gifts. Yes, you're probably wondering, is this the same Honey that automatically searches for promo codes online? Yes, yes it is. Well, Honey, you can make a list of all the holiday gifts you want from certain stores, and Honey will email you when the price drops on anything on your list. Just add Honey to your computer, create a free account, throw some holiday gifts on your drop list for a chance to win, and Honey will randomly select winners and give them money to help buy something on their list. I got to throw all kinds of things in there. I got to get like car toys um, for my kids. I got to get Christina uh, shoes and a sweatband and... Um, jeans and i gotta get myself a doll to play with and i hope that there's a discount no purchase necessary you need a paypal account to redeem the prize only valid in the u.s giveaway ends 12 21 2020 get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash mom that's joinhoney.com slash mom what about tell me about making hitman I love that one. Yeah, that's, that's my shit. Oh, that's the shit, man. I've walked out on stage because, you know, when you go to venues, they go, what do you want to walk out to? And I, I've come out right. to Hitman because it just Woo. puts me in like, I mean, it puts me in a mood, you know? I love seeing you wearing my merch, man. Uh, yeah, I, I like, love it, man. I mean, coming out, I got the shit on. coming out to <laughs> like your, your musical choice, even that walk from backstage to the mic and you're about right. to do comedy, it just... Even if it's like twenty seconds, it puts you in a headspace. Yeah, yeah, I like nah, that. Man, I, I like love that. Him, Feel man. good. Yeah, I, immediately after I heard the vocals uh, over my beat, I was like, "That's got to be Q-Tip doing uh, the the he playing the hitman and and being the one that's going to do the job because Guru described it well. And Q-Tip had just got through having throat surgery, so he was like, "Man, my voice is really." scratchy right now his hook is could, dope on that man yeah he said i could do it but it might not sound right you tell me and if not don't use it and i was like just, just send it to me he went right in and did it he sent me a video of him of him doing it in his studio and then at the end of it, he goes how, how was that and that's how the the, the, the uh video ends oh I, yeah i deleted it oh, nice. and i called him right back and i said motherfucker that's it that's <laughs> I was so happy, man. I was like, that's got to be the third song, yeah. the second song after the intro. Like, I know how to sequence albums. That's my thing. That shit hit, um, hit so hard, man. I mean, I love sequencing. Yeah. And then, yeah. by the way, you just did like the, I think the intro for Joe Budden's thing. Uh, his, didn't you get Yeah, me? for the podcast. Shout oh, to Joe. We have the same, man. We have the same management. So that's just, um, I was like, God damn, that's a, yeah, that's a way to open a podcast, man. 
That's dope. yeah, man. And, uh, Joey, like I said, I've known Joey for a long time, but since we have the same management, we're we're always together a lot and see each other. So <clears throat> when he asked me to do it, I was honored. Like, yeah, cool. Man. I might I might ask you the same thing. <laughs> let's talk about it. All right, it. let's Shit, talk about man. it, man. I mean, I got a number, <laughs> and if it goes above my number, I'm just I'm cool. So uh, and, and you know, and I gotta say, man, I heard when you mentioned the album. Who were you doing the interview with? You said you're a gangsters album, and the fact that you discussed discussed how what I had to go through to do it. And I think I texted you that day, like, "Yo, man, I heard what you said about you know what I, you could imagine what I had to go through to get this album to sound like that, man." And, Primo, uh, that's like it's a it's a remarkable feat. Like, if even you know as gifted as you are, and you you have all the accolades and everybody, like the fact that you that that's the story of that that album. I mean, I think it's one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard of putting together an album i mean you took your you know your your partner's lyrics who he passed away and you had to yeah. acquire i mean the whole process it's like it's a real story man it's a real yeah, it's an amazing yeah. there should be a documentary about that album we're, we're, we're working on uh just a documentary anyway of our career because thank goodness we have that many tapes of, of our old footage and uh we've been digitizing them shout to keebler he's been digitizing them in the next room and uh and and everything's getting you know to where we, we can pull and uh our interview lineup is amazing from you know so many people that have done the interview already and this it's gonna be be dope once we finish it all I up. cannot wait are you do you i don't know if this is cheesy but do you have a favorite gang star the biggest question ever i know i mean you know i just and i know that like people ask me in, in a different way obviously they'll ask you about like jokes and like do you have a, and you're like i don't know mm. man you know but I feel like with music, it it's there's different like for the people that make it, you might have like you know different feelings about you like it's not just the final product, you know. It's sometimes it's mm -hmm. like you remember what it was to make a song or something. Uh, uh, do, yeah. Do Do you have one or no? Um, you know, like if I had to pick a couple, definitely like you know my steez, uh above the clouds. I love Robin Hood Theory. Yeah. Um. Uh, I like next time because I just lost my accountant, but she was like a mom to me. So, uh, uh recipes to Mary. Uh, I even got a tat on my arm of her. So, you wow. know, I must've been, uh, de definitely missing her. And then, uh, uh, so next time was done the day she died. And I'm, I'm just in a sad mood and Guru's like, yo, just do one more song. And I'm like, man, I'm so stressed out that she passed. He goes, then do it in memory of her and just whatever comes to mind, do it. And so next time the, the sample has almost a funeral yeah. uh, sounding horn and then guru body the lyrics. Yeah. So so for you, like you hear that and that memory comes to you every time you hear that. Song. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Damn. Just to get a rep too. That was uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. Man, I, you know, what's funny. I remember because. CDs used to be big and they would come out on Tuesdays, right? Yep. And Full Clip came out in 99. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was a junior in college and I went Tuesday morning to the CD store and I picked up Full Clip and then I put it on and I shit my pants. And then, <laughs> so I had my two friends, Casey and Justin, we were roommates and we loved hip hop and we loved Gangstar. And I remember hit like case getting in the car and i was like i was like fucking put your seatbelt on you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> bash your head against the window when you hear this 
I just, you know, the, you just have those memories. Well, um, no doubt. You know, it's like, it's one of the, if you're extraordinary things about being alive, there's so many great things about being alive. And one of them is if you have the good fortune to have the ability to hear, you get to experience music and you hope mm -hmm. that you can have music that really moves you in some way that you connect with. And, you know, and for, for different people, it's different things, you know, like my wife, like, you know, for her, it's like punk stuff that she grew up with. They're like, she loves Joy Division and uh, Bauhaus. Me too. I yeah. love Joy. Yeah, I, I, Bella Lugosi's dead, and um, you know, Love Will Tear Us Apart. All that shit. Yeah, because that's my era too. Because that's how I graduated high school in '84, so that's really part of our sound of not not gangstar, but just my upbringing. Early U2, like October. And yeah. The Boy album. But for I was me, going to those concerts, the Smiths. The Smiths. She's a big Smiths fan too. For me, me too. though. That experience is like most enhanced by like what you've done. So your music to me has been like just an absolute, you know, it's like one of the joys of my life is listening to. Appreciate it, man. Music, Thank man. you so much. Can yeah, I ask and you? That, that's why. I, can I ask you one more that's thing? Why I still do it. Anything. Yeah. So great. I, I um. Do another hour if you want to do another I'm hour. I'm fucking so happy to hear that. Um. <laughs> so one thing I also remember, because you you know there'd be surprises if you're not like. Sometimes you just hear hear something and you're like, oh my God, what is this, right? So picking up uh, Tony Touch, the peacemaker, right? Mm -hmm. Shout out to Toka. Shout out Tony Toka. Uh, how does like, how does an album that like, so Tony as a DJ, you know, huge, came up huge making like mixtapes and everything in New York, right? And then mm -hmm. when he goes, I'm, I'm going to make an album, does he like, how do those albums come together? Does he call you and go, I'm, I have an album coming out. I want you guys to just do a record on it. Yeah. Because we all uh, in New York, everybody knows everybody. I mean, it's really like that. Like I say, even with Jay-Z and all them before they got to where they are now, we all saw each other on a regular, you know, it wasn't like, Ooh, there goes Jay. Ooh, there goes Biggie. It yeah. was just like, Oh, yeah. it's just like, what up, what up motherfucker? Yeah. You know, yeah. like that was standard. That was regular. We were all in the same spots like that much because there were so many different things in New York hip hop wise that was damn near every day of the week. Yeah. You know, the, you know, like the tunnel and all that's on the weekends on Sundays or whatever. But there's always something else going on. I mean, that's why I like on uh, So Ghetto uh, where Jay-Z says, you know, this day I'm, I'm at uh, um, Cheetah Club, this day at life, you know, this day I'm at this place I'm the, because that's really how it is. You know, yeah, and and you know, Tupac, all of us were, were running around together. You know, we'd be with, like like the Tupac stories you hear, and certain of them were like, eh, that didn't happen because we were really, really with him. You know, we 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 know his, we know Mo Preen, we know the Outlaws, and everybody. You know, way before all the drama and all that stuff, we we all hung with each other. You really did. So that was see those pictures of Guru of him. They, they got like three pictures together. Yeah. So when, but, but when, when Tony calls you though, it really is like that casual. Hey man, will you guys do a record for me? Oh yeah. 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 Cause we, Tony just the, the regular guy that we see at everything and he's DJing a lot of the gigs, you know? Right. So, um, it, there's just so many, you know, even hole in the wall spots where the, the, the same fans and the same people, the, the same music that you love from us to Tribe Called Quest and on and on to Latifah, Latifah, she's in all the spots back then. You know what I'm saying? Because she was still on the come up. She wasn't uh right. these nats are fucking 
I lost my mind. I lost my mind hearing uh, the uh, the peacemaker. Like when I heard, I was like, "What the fuck is this, man?" Yeah, I mean, that was easy. That oh, was easy. Jesus. Just, just, just Tony's like, "I just need a theme song uh, with you and Guru." So since we knew each other, it was written. that's why it's, it's stabs again. Bloom, bloom, yeah. bloom, bloom. Simple little. Well, it's official. Bloom. I love stabs. <laughs> New shirt. So do I. So. <laughs> Most simple music does outsell more the more complex stuff. When yeah. It's just simple. Yeah. It did. It, 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 it resonates a lot, a lot more. Really? In most cases, yeah. At least you, for me. I know you've been asked this a million times too, but I'm going to ask it a million and one. Um, cool. Is there any artist that you haven't worked with that you want to work with? Yeah, DMX. I've always wanted to work with DMX. I've been pushing to get that to happen now. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's. I'm always leaning on Swizz. I'm always leaning on... Whoever uh, he deals with in, in, in his camp that that's uh, that's in charge of, of, of his being his point person. Now lean listen. Swiss again, yo Swiss. Hey, you know. Listen, the world needs this. DMX, <laughs> please listen to us. Oh my god, man. Call Primo back and send some fucking lyrics. Come on, X. Come on, man. Dog man X, man. Ah, Let's ah. get it. I mean, you, why don't you just start sending him a sample of just different dogs barking and see if that gets him going, you know? <laughs> That's a good idea, man. Shit, I'll make sure you get get writer's credit. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I always make sure everybody that deserves their credit gets it and their share of the, of the money. You know, if if they deserve it, absolutely. That's and then deserved. you know what you could do is you send him like a like a Shih Tzu, and then you like you didn't like that shit, and then you send him like a German Shepherd. You just kept send him different dog barks. You know, yeah. he's gonna know what the what the, ah, a little Shih Tzu ain't fucking with that. Uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Are you a fan? Are you a fan, like a genuine fan of any, you know, newer artist today? Like a anybody coming up that you're like that? That just that sure. I like Roddy Rich. Um, you know, that's the newer sound of stuff. I love Roddy Rich. Um, who else do I like? Uh, um. I love Travis Scott's work, which I've mm -hmm. told this. Uh, several times that his father taught me how to play drums and his uncle Travis taught me how to play bass. So, what? Uh, yeah. And his, and his grandmother was my English teacher. So I always all Travis Scott's family. Yeah. Except for his, his, his uh, aunt uh, Sonora, who's the younger uh, uh, sibling of the, of the uh, Ms. Webster and uh, Mr. Webster had three children, uh, Travis, Jack and Sonora. Uh, we call Sonora VB. What up V? Every time I do this, somebody says, Chris, because they call me Chris. Chris was talking about you on, on this. Chris was talking about you on that. So shout to Vivi. But uh, she's the only one that really didn't mess with the music like that. Uh, but her bro uh, her brother, Travis, and uh, and Travis Scott's real name is Jack Webster, like his dad. Mm -hmm. So he's junior. He's junior. And, uh, you know, I I'm happy for his success. I've been trying to get at him, too, uh, about on some, some sides, some things. And uh, I still haven't made it happen yet. So I'm going to just. I'll catch him, uh, catch yeah. him around Christmas. Well, well, we need that to happen too, man. <laughs> we, we need that to happen. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, I, love, I like Roddy Rich. I like what he does. Um, I love the uh, baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love what he's doing. Um, you know, uh, I, I I like Cardi. You yeah, know, what Cardi I'm saying? Like, of course. Yeah, I like Cardi, man. Let me. Um, when did you like? I know you realized that you're there's there's first realizing like you made the right choice, right? Like when you're making music. 
hey, we made it, you know, we made it, like as in it's playing on the radio. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like everything is completely other level with Nas is like? Because that is one of the albums or the records that I, I hear. And I'm like, this, I just remember how big that, that was, right. you know, that it, it would just be like an even bigger ascent within the world of hip hop. Like you made this, this is insane. Yeah. I mean, it's with Nas is always fun because you know what you're going to get once you give him the beat, you know what I'm saying? And, and saying, you know, being that I've been there from the beginning of his career from, uh, being with, with Main Source all the way into doing his Illmatic. I, I sequenced and uh, mastered the Illmatic album for him. Um, nice. You know, uh, I, I actually was on, I met AZ the last day of all recording, coming to pick up the masters. And he was like, yo, I got one more song that I'm adding to the album. I need, yeah, I, why don't you come pick it up? And, and I want you to hear this. It's called Life's a Bitch. This guy can rap. His name is AZ. And and, uh, and, and, and his father was there too, uh, Olu was there and he said my dad's gonna play horn on the song and i met right. both of them and then uh, i waited for him to finish running the, the master took that with me and he said just make sure you know he created the intro the genesis he did that uh Nas did that himself uh -huh. and i said he said make sure that's first everything else put in whatever order you want and then do you remember getting a call like when he heard it or do you do you play well, he, in front he of came him? to master he, he came, came to master okay. yeah yeah so he was at the master session uh, but he trusted me to put in the sequence and uh, shout to Tony Darcy, one of the dope, the best mastering engineers in ever. I've never seen, I had other mastering engineers, but he was the first one I would see dance while he's turning knobs. He's going, mm -hmm. oh, this sounds like a single. <laughs> yeah. This, oh man, is it, did they dropping this first? Like he's doing all that shit while, while he's blasting the music, turning knobs. You know what I'm saying? He's like that now. I realized that like, just even talking, like what I want, all producers to do now is just have cameras mounted everywhere so that I can see everybody's face when they first hear the beats. <laughs> I could get lost oh, yeah. in a YouTube wormhole of seeing people <laughs> hear shit for the first time because I just remember every one of these, I'm just going through, like I love that uh, that I've Committed Murder remix you did, the Macy. The Macy oh wow, with Macy and oh, Most man, Death. Most like that shit is so amazing. I remember the first time I heard that because I had picked up that's on like Lyricist Lounge Volume Two, I think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you know your shit. And I remember that I picked it up, just going like, "Well, I'm just picking it up." I didn't, I didn't, you know. That that's when you would just go like, you look at names and you're like, "This got to be at least something's good on here." And just hearing that and being yeah. like, "What the fuck? This is yeah. like, that's an amazing remix, man." Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, the Lyricist Lounge is a real popping thing in New York. I mean, a lot of artists got broken through through that that channel, and uh, you know that was a uh, a, a, another good platform back in those days and, and they put a lot of MCs on yeah and, and I I also remember I picked up um, when you did the Bumpy Knuckles the studio time one it was like oh, yeah, only a EP, few tracks yeah. right yeah what was it uh, the collection was the, the was the uh, studio time is the EP it is the EP okay yeah cause we had and all that was was just uh, that in collection it was just beats that we um uh that were turned turned down by who other artists and he was like yo give them to me <clears throat> and we'll make a collection of songs and i'll write rhymes to those beats and uh we're actually about to re-release it because it was part of another uh distributor at the time and now we own it oh so i'm gonna re re-upload that oh dope uh, and 
and we we have five new songs that we're going to add to it that then you never heard so you know to give it a, a nice uh, extra uh, plus for the people that that supported it nice and the ones that I didn't even know yeah so oh good bumpy knucks Shout out to Bumpy Knuckles. And um, yeah, and also I was not into like as a as a band, I never listened to Limp Biscuit until you made a beat for them. Until wow. like that yeah. end together now. Me neither. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just remember you that know. like they're just like I can vaguely remember it's like, hey, you know, Limp Biscuit's got a song with Method Man. I'm like, what? And then hearing that and I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, they didn't yeah. make yeah. it. That's why it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that's that's what enticed me to do it was uh my my former manager at the time was uh was like yo man you do this record it, you know they, they they were even offering me uh a, a nice sum of money and I was still saying no I I'm not feeling it and he goes Method Man's on it I go oh really Shock okay. one <laughs> so so once he told me Method Man was on I said well let me hear it because it was already done so that 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 bloom, yeah bloom, yep. Bloom, that was already there that was a lethal okay shout out to my dude lethal that's my guy who's dj for house of pain and then he was in limp biscuit so me and lethal go way back lethal sent that version with the lyrics and everything to that but it was different drum programming it didn't have the bass line and all that in there so i said the only thing i could see myself doing is i i would need to re-record fred's vocal to get it better locked into my style of, of of how i do things and all it needs is a dope bass line and my drum bounce. And let me put my drums on it. So I just took his sample uh, and and reworked it to bounce to my drums and sent it right back to him. And they were like, this is it. And and Fred came to, to D&D Studios to uh, to actually recut the vocal with me. And so in, in when he comes in, do you you then direct him like you need? I want you to do it like this. Mm-hmm. And how did he yeah. take took, took direction? Well. Oh, absolutely. He was yeah. super cool. And, yeah. and then they even after it blew up, actually the plaque is sitting right there, six million sold. Um, Damn. Looking at looking at it right now. Uh, six million sold? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Got six million platinum uh, six six yes, yeah, six times platinum album right here. What, what year was that? I'm trying to do you remember when it came out? It had to be around ninety eight as well. It was? Yeah. It had to be. It had to be. Uh, yeah. What, what, what was that? Uh, uh that was that was um it has to be. And then uh, what it was is uh, we shot the video and then that took off. And then right after we uh, um, right after we uh, did the record and the video took off, he had me do the 25th anniversary of MTV and we performed with him on that. And then the best part, Fred hired me to DJ the Playboy Mansion pajama party. Oh, shit. You're like, and that's when I saved his number. <laughs> it was already saved, but 1999, uh, significant other dropped June 22nd, 1999. So around full clip time, around full clip time. But yeah, man, uh, that was an experience being in the Playboy Mansion, all the oh. bunny rabbits running around and all the play, you know, the Playboy bunnies. And, and you're DJing and, uh, that party? He did, me and DJ AM, uh, God bless him. Uh, AM was my guy too. And uh, I met him when he was 14, him and Alchemist. We're a group. We're uh, on tour with Cypress Hill and uh, House of Pain, and we all smoked a blunt together. And next thing you know, we became the best of friends. So this is what uh, I want to do. I want to have a post-COVID party when they finally go, it's over, and you DJ it, and we just throw a bash. Now I got a number, and 
I can't yeah, go above it. it. <laughs> but I want to do it. Um, We're negotiable. We're very negotiable. That's what I'm talking about. Um, what's the other one? Oh, well, one video I love that you did. Just because it, it, you know, it gives you the feeling that you're you're watching someone make the beat is on classic. You know, the better than I've ever been. That's such a dope concept to see because you feel like you're in the moment in that video. Dang, that's another remix. <clears throat> did you? That's not the original. No, that's Rick that's, Rubin did the original. Yeah, and then you did the yeah. the remix. The one in the video is the remix. Yeah. Did but, you uh, KRS called? Come up with the idea to do that in the video though. No, KRS called. Uh, oh, you talking about the in the video to do the drum machine and all yeah, that yeah. Stuff? So you got like you feel yeah. like you're like oh, I don't shit. like I don't like showing how, showing how I make beats. Like if you're right. with me, like if you came to my lab, I don't mind making cooking in front of you. Yeah. But I don't like everybody seeing my methods and everything. So uh, when they were coming to film the video, I was like, man, the best thing I can do is since the beat is already done, I'll just tap the pads real quick and just do a little thing like I am working oh, right. on. Right. You don't want to give out the and recipe. No. no. I'm with you on that. I'm so with you on that. You'll see. Yeah, it's close. You'll see. Yep. You hear that, guys? But in person, you're good. In person? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you can anytime. That's what I want to see. That that that's a dream of mine to see that in person, man. Um, yeah. For, I want to give a shout out too because you you inspired me to do this. Shout out to uh, Spinbad, rest in peace. Yeah, he passed away recently. I have a a very vivid memory. So I've been friends with Russell Peters for a long time. I used to open for him. He brought me to London, to London, England, to do uh, a bunch of shows in 2010. So 10 years wow. ago, it was October of 2010. So it just passed the. 10 year anniversary and I went there with uh, scratch starting from scratch start from scratch oh yeah. who is a fucking encyclopedia of music yeah I mean that yeah. guy knows everything and spin and Russ and his whole crew and I, I still mm -hmm. remember vividly um uh one of Russ's security guys had a son who was like a teenage son seven right. like 17 who, who, years who, who pick I think it was Pick's son. I think it was Pick's son. Okay. Yeah, shout to Pick. Man. Yeah. Shout to, yeah, shout to Eddie. And I remember <clears> us <throat> all being in one of the vans, and Pick's son had a Gangstar shirt on. And then I want to say, I want to say it was, Spin was like, what you know about Gangstar? And <laughs> and then goes he goes, they're dope. And he goes, okay, name three songs. And like they, they everybody just bullied his son. <laughs> right. Uh because I mean, the poor kid was like I said, probably like seventeen yeah. or something. Yeah. And then, and then like we, uh, we just, we just mocked him because he was scared to. He didn't know oh, off man. the top of his head. And um, I don't know. I just it's just one of those memories that I, that just you know didn't leave my mind because I just started listing songs and then we all yeah. just started to, to mock him. It was just a fun memory. Um, Russell's one of the greatest comedians ever made. He is, stage. and he's one of the greatest guys ever, too, man. Yeah, um, yeah. But I've it stayed was stayed at all the houses except for the new one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of houses. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it was also such a cool thing because Russ is such a, a hip hop junkie that, you know, Big time. when he, his ascent, you know, grew and he brought DJs on stage. And so for me, being like the opening act for him, I was, it was such a cool peek into like, what things can be you know i was like what yeah. you can you can mm -hmm. do this and he's like yeah man he goes like yeah. and they're like they would have fun and like battle and do little scratch offs as people are being seated and then yeah. i would get to pick songs they go what do you want to hear tonight and i would you know 
Dope. walk out to whatever I want to hear that night. And you know, it, it was like, it was such a, yeah. such a dope experience. And, and, uh, yeah, and spin was such a good guy, man. So great guy, man. Just had, had, had a, a troubled lane that he couldn't get out of near the end. And, you know, I've reached out to him many times, like, yo, dogs, get it together because we know we go that far back, you know, to yeah. the 90s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, shout to AV and JS1 and, you know, that Rock the Casbah uh, mixtape is a ultra classic if you can ever find it. I'm sure you can find it on you know, the YouTubes of the world and everything else. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, he um, gave me, man, he would give me these, those little, uh, you know, little jump drives, like with mixes. Yeah. As soon as they saw that I really liked it, the, him and Scratch would just get, like, send me shit. It was such a Mad great creative, yeah, Mad creative. creative, and they and and they were just such. Well, they are, you know, great guys, but never forget that experience. And um, yeah, just rest in peace, uh, in peace, uh, spin back, Chris Sullivan, dope dude, yeah, hundred percent, dope dude, 100%. man, yeah, man. Um, well, look, man, I'm gonna let you go. I uh, I absolutely cannot tell you how much I appreciate you doing this. It, it really is a thanks dream. for having. And um, yeah, hopefully, uh, we can meet up at some point. You know, next time when the disease leaves the air and we're allowed to actually yeah. move around i'll definitely be in yeah, we'll get over it man the strong yeah. survive and we're, i'm sure you're part of that strong so yeah that's all my so we'll be all right our, our kids are good and that's it man and, uh, everything you know we're still uh this man that this older man that used to do security uh for the way i parked my car he always goes any day above ground is another good day and i'm like goddamn right so, damn right dude oh by the way yes. let me ask you this i know you're, you're a texas guy who lives in new york now many years are you a big sports guy? Yeah, I love sports. What's like your what? What are your teams? Since I'm from Texas and Houston is where where we well I was born in Houston anyway, but uh, but uh, for me it, it it's it's sad because the Houston Oilers was my childhood. Sure, I they moved, when they moved to Tennessee, they were the Tennessee Oilers briefly for a few months, and then I remember Bud Adams who lived near our, our town. Where I grew up at, uh, you know, uh, okayed them to change the, the the mascot name, and I remember they made the announcement: "It's going to be a new name. We're going to announce next Sunday or whatever, you know." And then yeah. they like, "We are now be the Tennessee Titans," and we're like, "What about the Oilers?" You know, yeah. like, how do you strip that away? And I know when they do the throwback jersey uh, uh, games that they usually do, they didn't do it this season, but they wear the Oilers jerseys, but. I've been Houston everything from the Rockets to the Oilers to uh, baseball. I played baseball uh, in Little League. You know, I played football for a little while. And, and uh, and uh, you know, you grow out of all of that when you start running the streets and doing stuff. But I've had my experience in sports. And then I've been still a big fan. I got all the apps from NFL. Oh, you do? Okay. The, the SBN the apps and all that stuff. And then on top of that, I just shout to Jalen Rose, you know, who's a great analyst on everything with sports. So, you know, no He's matter what, what it is. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my son plays baseball. Uh, he, he's in a travel league. He's nine, Damn. nine years old. So the travel league, you know, is really it, it, it's it's serious business. Yeah, so it's not like a little, little league where they it's cute and they play for the summer. There, their coaches is on them. Like you, you, you see bunt. We all supposed to yell it, and and it's so crazy when a kid's bunting. They go bunt, and you know, like like together and run towards home plate like yeah. to position themselves to make sure they can stop the run and get them out before he gets to, to get, gets the first it's just a trip to see all of that you know after my, you know my childhood and things i, I did and sure. we were coming up too in texas since we were a small town we had a thing called nysp the national youth sports program and everybody in our neighborhood 
that was our summer doing sports, 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 sports every summer. So it, you grow with it, you know, but everything Houston for me, when I moved to New York, I started to support the Knicks and the Yankees and, and uh, but, but uh, not the Mets, but the Yankees, but, yeah. but I'm diehard Houston, everything, you know, so. Well, you might be so having like, one of your, your Houston guys come up to your area because all the rumors are swirling that Harden might leave the Rockets yeah, and he wants to go to today. the Nets. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that today. You know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's pulling them in. I mean, with KD still there, and 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 getting a, a year off to not play to get his uh, his injury really on point because that's a that's a very sensitive injury yeah. that you could re-injure. So he was smart to sit the whole season out. Yeah, I think so know, too. And, it's got to be crazy because yeah. those like Harden, they were like, "We'll give you fifty million dollars a year," and he's like, "Nah." <laughs> Thinking about other Hard, like what Harden? It's crazy because Harden is Houston to us. Yeah, you know he comes from OKC. He is Houston to us. You know, you know, you have the just like Carmelo after playing with the Nuggets and 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 even OKC and, yeah. and Portland, he's still uh, a Nick to us. You know, right? Like he's, certain players will will get that stamp. Just, yeah, as forever. And uh, but um, the Texans is my team now, mm-hmm. but. But I, you know, I didn't grow up on an expansion team, so it's sure. a little weird. It is weird. But I, I get that. Now. Yeah. Yeah. They're having a rough season, man. Yeah. My brother-in-law's brother played for the Packers back when Favre uh, played. In, uh, oh, really? When they, they won a ring. Yeah. So uh, salute to my, my, my brother-in-law's brother. So what is a brother-in-law's brother? A brother-in-law's brother. Oh, yeah. He's my, brother, my brother-in-law's brother. Yeah, that's what he is. Yes. Okay. He's with the he's with the 49ers now. He's a linebacker coach, so, but he played linebacker Johnny Holland. He played for the Packers back when they won Super Bowl with a far. So he got a ring. Oh, nice, got a ring. Well, you can't ask for more yeah. than that, man. That's dope. Yeah, and actually, when I was Kubiak there when he was there, but uh, he was with the Texans and uh, <clears throat> he was with the Lions. The Lions, <clears throat> and uh, he just moved around and around. But now he's with the 49ers. They even went to Super Bowl last year, and he was there. And my sister went. Uh, obviously, my sister's married to his brother, and they all got to go and and they go to Super Bowl last year, even though they lost. But uh, still, that's a, just to get there. Is, it's a huge thing. Like, it's a huge thing to get there. Who's your team? I mean, I have some sadness too, because uh, I was born in Cincinnati, <laughs> and when I left Cincinnati, we left when I in '88, and they went to the Super Bowl. That's that famous mm-hmm. uh, Super Bowl where um, Montana hit Taylor in the end zone on that right. oh, yeah. drive. So, and then the Cincinnati Bengals were like, we're going to be dog shit for 20 years. So it was just one of those things where like, you know, I get excited when they have a a decent season every now and then, but just as a franchise, they're fucking terrible. And then we, we moved a lot and my dad's a big college football fan. So as a kid, I was, so your quarterback, then would you having your, your quarterback from LSU there? I mean, uh, yeah, oh, Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's dope. He's he's the real he talent, is. man. He's the real deal. Yeah, he is. But yeah, we my, we my, moved my around and we watched. I mean, college was like the big thing in my house. So when we ended up moving to Florida, I was already kind of an FSU fan, but it just mm-hmm. made it even. I was became more of a fan, and and that was like during the '90s. So every year was like Christmas. You know, they they just kicked right, the right. shit out of everybody, and then now they are fucking terrible. 
um, which is Crazy. It, it's wild <laughs> to see. I mean, sports, especially like big time college ball, it's cyclical. You know, they'll have like their up yeah. years and down years, but right now they're in a real, real drought, man. Yeah, yeah. especially when uh, oh man, what's his name there? Who just got thrown from team to team, and they start playing baseball. Um, uh, he's are you talking about now. Tebow? Yeah, Tim oh, Tebow. Yeah, he was at Florida though. He was at Florida. I'm talking. Oh, about- you said. Oh, you said FSU. Yeah, FSU, I'm thinking yeah, about yeah. the Gators. Yeah. Thinking about the Gators. My fault. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Gators, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, FSU. My bad. Yeah. So I was a big seminal guy. Yeah, yeah. No, but Tebow. It's funny. I re- I met Tebow in a restaurant out here, and uh, one of my friends was like, "Oh, he's a comedian," and he's like, "Oh, what kind of comedy do you do?" I go, "Shit, you wouldn't like." And he was like, <laughs> yeah, because he's on some Christian shit. Yeah, he's on some Christian shit. And that's what I said. I'm a Christian, him. too. I, I mean, yeah, I went, to, I went to I went to Catholic church, but I still talk filth. Yeah, dude, the same. I, I'm, I was raised very Catholic and I am absolutely disgusting what comes out of my mouth. And that's what I told him. And he just laughed and he was like, no, 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 I'd like it. And I was like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but he was a super nice guy. So I got to say that he was yeah, but shot there. to FSU, man. You yeah. know, uh, hopefully they'll get better. Hopefully they get better, man. Prayers up to FSU. Um, Prayers up. <laughs> yeah, man. This was a real pleasure, dude. I uh, I can't thank you, and uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime, man. Anytime, man. You got my number. All right. Take care, brother. Much love to you, Tom. All right. Salute. Hello. I am Miles Pardo, and I'm going to teach you all you need to know about Your balls. All you need to know about Your balls. All you need to know about your balls, all you need to know about Your balls, all you need to know about